0: Okay, um, I need to blow my nose. Girlfriend, like actually, <laughs> 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 that's
1: so anti-climatic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you
2: want, to, you want to bring the mic there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: David, the manage, managing editor of the. Dude, you the editor in chief now. I'm the editor. Okay, I got, pro- I got promoted just now. <laughs> <laughs> I resigned. <laughs> Noah no, <I> resigned. Live. <laughs> this is our second episode. Yeah,
2: hey, I'm Noah Sanyas. I'm a, I'm one of the co founders from Terror War Magazine. Um, today we're interviewing Candace, and Candace is a musician, but she will explain more about that, or David would
0: um, in a bit. So yeah, Candace. See. Hey! You have, oh. you in. Wait your turn. Wait your turn, Candace. There's okay. an order to this. Sorry, <laughs> uh, so right now, Candice. Uh, so, Candice, uh, she is a local musician. She's originally from Trinidad, mm-hmm. uh, and I I first saw her perform. I don't know. I guess at at a, at a church event um, here in Vancouver, and uh, it's funny because everyone came away saying that her performance was the best part of that event. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like once you guys hear her, her her music, you'll understand why that is. And uh, check her out check her out on SoundCloud and every major platform. Candice. Uh, Candace. sup. up. How's it going?
3: I'm pretty good. I'm excited because today is really warm. Um, and then I get to hang out with you guys. So That's right. Yeah. You're probably gonna
2: regret
0: this at the end of the day, but I <laughs> might <laughs> I didn't wanna
3: say it out loud, but uh, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> No, he's I'm not, not to be he's here. not
0: kidding. Uh <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not true. How long have you been into how, how long have you been performing music? Ask that.
3: Um just over a ye- mm actually that's a lie. So, I think officially I've been performing music as a musician for just over a year. Um but I've been like performing for like random things for like a big chunk of my life like I was in choir in like elementary school and high school and i wrote a bit in like i developed a lot of my songwriting in high school and so like i i did a lot of like performances in front of the school for different things um and then i sang for like a one of my like summer camp things once and then they invited me to like sing again um so i've like sung for different things here and there but if you're asking about like intentional performing as a musician, just over a year.
2: Mm. Wow. wow. Really? That wow. recently? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
3: I studied marketing guys. I was going yeah. into the business route and then that drastically shifted. And then God was like, yo, so, uh, music. Yeah. And I was like, <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> what specifically like turned you onto the music route for marketing? Um, was there like, like, like an event?
3: Well, okay. So, I've always loved music, and we can get into that a bit later, I guess. But um, I think that there have been people like all of my life being like, hey, you should try music because, like, you know, you're good at songwriting or like you have a good voice or whatever. And I would say, like, thanks. But like, I don't like the musician's lifestyle. Um, I don't want to be like running from show to show. Um, I definitely want to hear my songs on the radio, but I don't want everything else that comes with it. Um, And so pursuing music intentionally was never something that I planned to do. Um, And yeah, so I studied business in high school. And then when I was going to college, I was like, I don't know if I want to do business, but I'm kind of creative. So maybe we should do marketing Mm because it seems like the most creative branch. Um, And so I studied that for four years and I started working in like a digital marketing company and it was not my most fun experience and mm-hmm. i just really sucked at the job itself because it was very like mm-hmm. sitting in front of a computer database and i'm very much more like yes you yeah. know there's more than lots little, of like, thoughts yeah. engaging with people based and so i was just really bad at it um and so that job ended very abruptly and i was like cool 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 we'll have to uh figure out what we're gonna do next and um during like the last few weeks of that job, actually, I had won this random Facebook competition to get like a song recorded for free, mm-hmm. um, and it was just all based on like a friend like inserting my name into the comments and being like, "You should send them your song," um, and so I did, and then I won that. And so the day that um, I got let go from my job was actually the day that I had to sing for their kind of like showcase thing. And I got to meet like a bunch of different creatives and things like that. And I think that night, it, I don't know, it was just like this inner surge of like, you should pay attention to music because it seems like God keeps opening doors in that direction that you're ignoring. And if you're ever going to do it, it's probably now because you just lost your job and you have nothing to lose. And so I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, that kind of started it all.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, well, how old were you at that point? How old are you now? now? I'm 25. 20, so
3: 23, 23. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. That's a big change. So.
3: Yeah, it was a big change. And I mean, I didn't jump into music um, like full time yeah. because no one makes music. No one makes money from music when you're now starting off. Like it's yeah. definitely a slow grind. And so I started working with kids because kids feed my soul mm-hmm. and they also like feed my creativity as well. Um, and the hours were perfect for me to, you know, work at the school, but also have a lot of time to like do other projects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Mm. It's kind of a bit of both.
0: Yeah. OK, so like let's take it back to like, the very beginning. So like tell us a bit about your background and how you got into even songwriting and why music became so important to you
3: right um well I grew up in a very musical family my grandmother was a music teacher um, so that's my mom's mom um, my dad was also like stellar at the guitar and apparently his dad was also really good at the guitar I just never knew that until last December actually um, and so my grandmother she would teach all of us um, cousins how to play the guitar because I had like a crap ton of cousins we have so many. And so we would all just come into her study and learn piano and theory and sing. Um, and it was just kind of the way that we did family. Mm-hmm. And then even in my own household with my dad being able to like sing and play the guitar and my mom was able to sing. So we were we also were like brought up singing in our home. Um, and like we would just like jam at home together and like sing a cappella um so we were like pretty musical so I just liked music because it was associated with like having fun with people that I love mm. um
0: how did, how did you know that you were good at music because I like music too but uh <laughs> no. I'm not good at music I believe that David I believe that. <laughs> like, yeah.
3: um I think like I feel like maybe school definitely helped because in Trinidad like when you're part of the choir they have this thing called like music festivals um and it's basically like schools get to compete in like like right like schools can rival with for like the best choir or like best solos best duets best trios insert other best thing here um and so like i was involved in a lot of that and i Mm -hmm. think like you know when you get like chosen to be part of the choir or like um get chosen to like sing a solo or a duet here like it really just affirms the fact that you have some level of skill. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, like, the best vocalist at my school at all, but it was just, like, it was enough for me to be like, you know, okay, um, I can do this. And, yeah, I think it took a while for me to, to appreciate my voice because mm-hmm. I think that just, like, as a Black woman, I didn't really have, a, like, a stereotypically, like, Black voice. Yes um whereas my brother he was very like into like like black gospel like he do all of the runs and yeah, everything well, yeah. and i just kind of had this like sarah mclaughlin y like really <laughs> soft voice and it took me a real long time to just like appreciate that so mm-hmm. and like work with it so yeah,
0: yeah. interesting interesting okay so who are who are some of your, of your influences um growing up like who influenced your sound
3: in the earlys?, um i think like avril levine probably started it off like avril oh, skater and Skater boy oh <laughs> heck yes i was supposed to yeah. be a skater girl i bought a skateboard and everything i no. just never had the <laughs> i was so scared to just step outside of my house so i would just like skater on my living room.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She was a skater girl. Stayed in her (laughs) living
3: room. (laughs) That was really beautiful. (laughs) But, yeah. um, Yeah, Avril for sure. Hilary Duff. Oh, wow.
2: Wow, I did not expect this. (laughs)
3: Yo, Coming Clean was the first, like, physical CD I ever got. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. So, yesterday was my jam. Like, I was... Dang, homie. Yeah. Um, and Nora Jones as oh, yeah. I got older, Oof. like Nora Jones like became like my soul sister, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then Sarah McLaughlin as I got older as well. Shania Twain. Um, she's kind of more in the country ish scene. Mm-hmm. Um see, we're yeah. all
0: about breaking stereotypes here at uh <laughs> <laughs> at our, our Podcast. Uh you would yeah, because you know, these are very uh White. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I oh for sure. So, for sure. You're not like, white. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I think like I don't know. I think it was because too, like I was a very like I was a kid that was very emotional. Like super emotional. I had a lot going on in my internal world and my mind was constantly loud.
1: Mm. And
3: so like I couldn't really deal with loud music. Mm-hmm. Um and I just felt like a lot of the like Caribbean music or like the like um like black gospel music was really loud Mm -hmm. and like it was something I couldn't handle and so I think like I gravitated towards people like Nora Jones and Sarah McLachlan just because like their voice was so soothing like it it could Mm -hmm. like lull you to sleep and just lull you to peace too in moments Mm -hmm. when you're Feeling a lot of mental chaos, so I think that's kind of why I was drawn to like softer, um, music. Yeah, music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you talk a bit like a, a bit about your creative process uh, and like where your songs come from, and like yeah, and, like so, like when you're like what what is it, what would you say is the main inspiration behind your 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 songs that you write.
3: Um. I think that that's kind of... It changes over time. Um, But I think the general gist would be, like... um, I try to, like, capture human moments and still offer, like, truth and hope in the midst of those, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I... I mean, like, I start... I feel like most songwriters kind of start songwriting as like a therapeutic thing. And like, I was no different. Like I just needed to write stuff that helped my mind calm down. I would usually write at like 3 a.m. And they would usually be very soft. um, Words that were literally me singing to myself and like singing to my mind to like calm down and um, be at peace and things like that. Um, But I think that as I kind of, grew out of depression and anxiety and as I started sharing more music, I think like I started being more aware of the fact that like I don't just write for myself. Mm. Um, and so, right. I think writing started to shift a bit from, I guess, being able to like take authentic experiences of my own, but also Mm. translate them in ways I could connect to other people. Um, and connect to them in a way where it's not just like, um, you you have sucky feelings, I have sucky feelings yeah. too. Let's just be all sucky together. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there are spaces for that, but it doesn't really change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I think I like to go a step beyond just wallowing mm-hmm. to be like, yes, there there might be grief, yes, there might be um these feelings, but there is more. And I think that I, I try to push for the more, I try to challenge thinking and I try to challenge people to like step past, to like own the feeling, but then step past it and like wonder about like, is there a God that's actually loving? Is there actually hope? Like, could there be more than what you're experiencing in this moment? So, yeah. yeah that's good.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's good. Yeah, it's funny, like, me and Candace. So, Candice, fun fact, she is my guitar teacher. Uh, so <laughs> yes. how's, how's that fun? going? Yeah, how is it going, Candace?
3: <laughs> it's, like, really entertaining for me. Uh, entertaining. Be, no, it's, like, <laughs> no, like, well, honestly, when David asked me to be his teacher, I got, like, really excited. And I'm not really sure why, but I was just, like, this is so exciting. Like, I get to, like, see him, like, learn the guitar. And, like, it's just been, like, really nice to, like, see you, like, try things and like push past your own head too because like you second guess yourself a lot when it comes to like you know playing but it's like once you just actually do it he does it well so yeah if
2: like, you notice that she didn't use the word that you're learning she said like it's fun to see you've. Try to learn, <laughs> try to learn, yeah, something like that. It's, it's fun, him
3: No, fail. he's it's like hilarious. he's prog- he's progressing for sure. So I like
2: I like how honest you are, but you can be more honest to David. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Please, I need honesty.
3: When when we were like off screen, I'll be like, "You suck! You absolutely suck!" Yeah, yeah, Overturn yeah, tables, walk out. It's okay, so
0: I I almost mastered that G to see over G's cross like. Chord switch. I'm very close to it, okay. and I began learning learning a new song, Sparks. <gasps> Sparks. Ooh. So at our next lesson, I'll pull it out and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll impress her. Nice. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Maybe we should do that live. <laughs> <laughs> live guitar lesson <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> <listening>. singing, right? <laughs> oh man, it's hilarious. It's the worst nightmare. Um, hey, so can, can you talk about like a bit about like, because you put your music on SoundCloud primarily. Um, Is that where people can find it?
3: I put a lot of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, like, kind of release, like, a self-recorded in-my-bedroom type album onto onto Noise Trade. Mm. Um, and then I also have some of my tracks on SoundCloud. But I feel like YouTube actually has, like, the bulk of my content.
0: Really? Is that because it, it's also vi- video? Like, do you find that that helps with the...
3: Yeah, and it was just, like, I didn't really... <laughs> when I started recording myself, it was literally... Um, first year of college I was in my bedroom mm-hmm. and I was like "Oh yeah, I could like try yeah. singing into like a video thing mm-hmm. and then I sang into I like I, I shared it and then like it got like a thousand views in a very short time and I was wow. like the heck what yeah. and then like my friend back home was like yo like let me help you record this song for free and like I was like I'm down. I'm not gonna say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so like over time, like I would like sporadically record things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I decided to do music more intentionally, I spent a bit more time on like mm-hmm. just sharing more music. Mm-hmm. Um, but then SoundCloud was like a very new thing for me. I was like, oh, I could like share tracks on there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah but then I think YouTube was still my baby. Yeah. Okay. So. Do you
2: find that YouTube is a good way um, to do your marketing? or like
3: um what's
2: the best channel to do marketing for a musician?
3: To be honest, for me right now, I think like I've shifted most of my focus to Instagram now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um I did like I focused very heavily on YouTube when I now started out, but I found it like frustrating a bit because mm-hmm. it's it's definitely like a very slow grind. Um Just, like, very, very slow. And it also just required, like, a large amount of time to, like, edit things and Mm -hmm. make it cute and, like, yada, yada. But then with Instagram, it's, like, you can use your photos to make things, like, really aesthetic. And I love aesthetics, so that works. But then now they have, like, Instagram TV where Mm -hmm. you can just literally post videos on there. And, like, I don't have to be cute on Instagram TV because I'm literally just sharing stuff. And so... Um, I just felt like I've i built a lot more reach on my Instagram mm-hmm. than on other platforms and people have followed like my YouTube stuff through finding me on me Instagram. Mm-hmm. So
2: So are you still active in YouTube or is this kind of overnight in this Instagram? Now? Um
3: I think like I've definitely paused YouTube for a bit and it was just because um I wanted to upgrade from mm-hmm. just like recording like videos in my room. Um, because I'm like, I'm not that girl who's like, Hey guys, welcome to my channel. You guys Cause I'm like cute like that. Like I'm like not that girl at all. I'm the girl who's like,
2: what's up? I'm recording today. <laughs> no, I'm just like,
3: I just want to sing. Yeah. You know, I just want the word of the song, like whatever the song is to come up and then I just start playing and then the song is done and then people share it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've been looking into like getting videographers who can literally just record like a large session of me just singing songs Mm -hmm. back to back that I can splice up because that's what I want for my YouTube right now. Like I just can't do the Mm -hmm. whole is, you know?
0: yeah, that's so that's so um, funny because like your music is very genuine and sincere so like so like that whole like fake Instagram persona which isn't you like I think that's why people are people are so drawn to you because you are so real you're real to the point where I find it quite intimidating because true. <laughs> you, you know because because me like my personality is like I, like I want to like perform for people like I want to make you happy with, uh, with, yeah. what, with what I'm expressing right I think that's why it works for you, because uh, cause it's so sincere and genuine and it's real. You know? I say
2: this um, at a certain extent, I think, among all of the artists from culinary to visual to photographer to music, I think musicians are, and this is only to a certain extent, but I think the most in, the most in musician. I think like the musician have the most um, different way of selling. As a painter, as a photographer, if um we paint or photograph things that we were commissioned for but i feel like as a singer songwriter mm. you write what you want so it's it's very i guess getting my point like it's very opposite like mm-hmm. for for us from me as a photographer i would produce an art based on what my client wants yeah right. but i feel like for a singer songwriter mm-hmm. they would create an art based on how they want and yeah. i'm not sure if that's true but
3: um i think i think it's true and i think the reason for that is like if you don't write something that resonates with you, like you're not going to resonate with an audience. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, um, like I love like going to see shows and like going to see like new artists and stuff. And I think like people can tell like the difference between you singing a song Mm -hmm. that you deeply connect to and you singing Mm -hmm. a song that you like, you like, but it doesn't like hit a certain Mm -hmm. part of your soul, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, For musicians, the only way that they can really resonate is if they get to the soul level Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and bring that out. That's right. Which is like hard because you're literally like showing up naked in front of an audience and trusting them with that soul, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like it's like the only way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's the only way. And I think like just going back to what you said too, is like honestly, like for me, like I think that the reason why I try to be so open is because i'm so constantly tempted to hide Mm. um and because like yeah like even when i'm open like i performed at like root dwellers showcase the other day so like i really loved performing there um but even after that like I had this moment with myself where I like, I just felt like I really wanted to like run into a hole and like cry. Mm -hmm. And it was like, people loved the the vulnerability, but I just felt super like, like naked. And like, everyone is like seeing me, you know? Mm -hmm. And like songwriters, like we deal with that all the time. It's like, just because you're open in front of an audience doesn't mean that it's easy. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to go home and deal with like your emotions. Afterwards, on, you know,
0: good. so that's so good. Okay, so like this morning, I heard a quote from this researcher and on uh, PhD. Her name is is uh, Brene Brown, but she said that the thing I desire most is vulnerability from you, but the thing I'm afraid of most is is you seeing me vulnerable, which is so true, right? Like 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 the thing we all we all want the most is is yep. a vulnerable space, but at the same time, we're so afraid to like be Vulnerable. Yeah.
2: I love that we're talking about vulnerability because um before this David and I like and I have a chat about why do I shoot the certain why am I trying to shoot the certain things f- just f- so, so it sounds more elegant. Yeah, you good. you human anatomy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and and I've been asked a lot of times by question and this is kind of off topic by questions uh, maybe I should be talking about this. No, this is good. Anyway, I've been asked a lot of times why um why I like the way I shoot and it's so hard to put uh word in it but I always say it's the vulnerability that you get from that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you, 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 you can go in tangent as an artist and say like, Oh, I like, it's the human nature. Mm-hmm. Like forget about all that. For me, it's really about the vulnerability. Like what, like, like what Brene Brown was saying, like, I want you to see you vernal- um, open, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be open. Mm-hmm. But, and I, I, anyway, that's, that's why I'm captivated by it. And I like, I just by hearing what you said, I think that kind of inspires me because I, a thought in a certain way only translate to maybe to me or to visual artists but seeing that translate to um to musicians is quite powerful like when you say like like when when you're singing and you have to be open like you feel like you're you're, like you're naked in front of the audience Mm because it's you right Mm -hmm. and a lot of this like um i like watching youtube for like the voice or like i I love auditions because they pour their heart into it right sometimes auditions are way better than than the then the um then the finals or semifinals. Mm. And and I think because of that one chance that you have that you have to be
0: open to to the audience. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I went on tangent. Let's go back. That was good. that was a good tangent. That was it. good. Okay, so like I, I asked Noah like so many questions because like I love his uh his um his art. His art to to be serious, is, is very vulnerable and like like he tends to get like the best out of his models and so that's why I'm most intrigued by your art, Noah
2: anyways Thank you. next time it'll be will be me in front of
0: camera. I hope you're so intrigued you're so. <laughs> so vulnerable this video <laughs> now <laughs> <photo. laughs> no, I want to be open for you guys oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Candice <laughs> so you perform like a lot mm-hmm. so I'm like you have quite quite the local fan base everywhere I go if I met your name people are like oh Candace? yeah I love Candice Candice is the best Candice 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 Candace, Candice Candace. Candace, Candace, Candace. it's a lot of Candice <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. thank you I guess <laughs> so tired of it no um <laughs> no so like can you talk about the, the importance of like a local fan base and how you've managed to build that local fan base
3: Um, I can try (laughs) to be honest. I feel like, um, yes. Okay. So I feel like in terms of like a local fan base, it's really hard to talk about that because I, I, I don't necessarily feel like I've like, like strived, strove, striven (laughs) for it. Um, I think that definitely like in the early years when i was doing shows and stuff um it would definitely be just like messaging people and being like hey you know i'm doing this show you should come bring your friends you know mm-hmm. um and so then people came and then so you basically you you work to get an audience there um and then you pray like crazy and then god does a cool thing and then a lot more people than you think show up show up And then when they're there, it's like, okay, now that you're here, I'm just going to try my best to give like everything that I can in this space. Um, And then once they respond to that, the next time around, I just need to post on Instagram that I'm having a show and then they come with friends, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, I think that in order to gain a fan base, um, you do have to do like the work of asking and, you know, bringing out an invitation to people but you also just have to um keep creating quality content and Mm. keep um just bringing your soul into it um and i think too like i think okay one of my biggest struggles with like like building fans and things like that is because like when you're doing music intentionally it starts to feel like this is all about you it's like guys come to my show like buy my stuff like you know and it mm-hmm. just becomes it it can very quickly feel like it's like it's all about you it's all about you but I think like it's it's like about you but it's like also really not mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what keeps people coming back is you recognizing that it's not all about you and you finding ways to serve them while they're there mm-hmm. and so it's like at a show, like, you're not just telling your story and just being like, this is who I am, guys, bleh, you know? You're like, I feel like there might be people in the room who might struggle with the same thing as me. This is how I, like, kind of overcame it. So I'm going to share this song, so hopefully it resonates with you. And so it's like, you're inviting them, but you're also serving them when they come. And I think that's what keeps um, people coming. But then in terms of, like, the diverse groups that know who I am I guess um, honestly like that's just because of a combination of inviting people to shows and just also saying yes to a bunch of like random like singing opportunities at like churches or like worship um, events or um, singing for like someone's fundraiser or like something like that it's just like just say yes to stuff that you mm-hmm. believe in and people will know who you are
0: wow. mm-hmm. Yeah. that's good it's awesome um can you talk about like why it's so important to you to to perform often you know like on stage often as opposed to just being in your room recording
3: yes um yes i can tell you why because because it keeps you from getting lazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and it also keeps you growing as an artist i think like um for me like as I kept performing like you keep you start to notice like which songs are resonating with people which songs aren't resonating with people Um, you get, kind of get to have an idea of like um, okay like what sound works can I like maybe like add in a different mm-hmm. instrument here can I and so I think when you don't perform often um, you don't really grow musically because there's no incentive to mm-hmm. but when you perform often it's like you know that there are people who came to the last show, who are coming to this show. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you're not giving them the exact same show Mm -hmm. three times in a row. That's good, right? You want to um, keep writing. Or even if you haven't written anything new, you want to present the songs that you have in a fresh way, in a way that they're like, dang, you signed that the last time, but this time was like next level, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And just keep making things interesting so that your audience (laughs) remains engaged. So for me, like, honestly, I prefer... Recording in a studio Then I Like Then I Prefer like Performing in front of an audience Mm -hmm. Like Doing shows is Definitely something that I've had to Actively choose to do Because it's not Something that I'd be like I can just do shows forever You know Mm. Um But I know that it helps me grow And it helps me Remain writing And remain like Developing the sound and stuff
0: That's good So like Who or what inspires you Like you know At this point Where do you find inspiration
3: Um I find inspiration from, like, my faith, definitely. Um, I find inspiration from children. Uh, I work with kids, I work with families every single day, um, and it's not, like, no day is the same, and so you really learn a lot about human nature when you work with kids and when you work with adults, engaging with kids, Um, and so I think, like, I in order to be a good writer you need to be a good reader but you also need to be a good like observer mm-hmm. of like human nature and you need to be engaged with the world so I think I just try my best to stay observant of what's happening um I like reading a lot of poetry books um in moments when I am feeling like a bit like dry I guess as a songwriter I um I listen to a lot of music and I think like, <clears throat> listening widely also sparks inspiration Mm -hmm. for musicians um going to see shows and just like seeing other artists super pumped about their process Mm -hmm. kind of also fuels you and inspires you too um yeah i love nature and nature inspires me
0: Mm.
3: uh color inspires me diversity inspires me
0: do you find it harder to find inspiration now as to like when you first began or is still still there
3: i would say yeah in some ways yes and i think just because because i'm doing music intentionally there is this pressure that i have to always be inspired Mm -hmm. and when you have pressure you can't really be inspired Mm -hmm. um because inspiration kind of comes in like relaxed moments when your mind is just kind of resting and just wanting to engage just for engaging sake Mm -hmm. but when you're trying to like force your mind to like oh i need you know it's It's just it doesn't really work yeah um so that's why for me like it's really helpful for me to like take spaces in between like when i'm doing shows a lot Mm -hmm. or what because it helps me just recharge and like leave space for fresh inspiration so that when i perform again it's like I'm coming with energy and I'm coming with something just... new, right? Yeah.
0: The we bird? Get get the it. bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: what, what kind of bird is it? It's a love
2: bird. He's, it's like Oh, my brother
3: old. had love birds. They died.
0: That's a real thing a love bird? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Shoot.
3: He has a bird on his shoulder. This is yeah. so cute. <gasps> Hi,
2: <Tony>. Oh. Right, <laughs> Sunny? <laughs>
3: oh, my God. Wrong Wrong okay. All right, of k- now, course, keep- his name's Sunny because he's yellow. <laughs> <I
2: don't know. laughs> Sunny, keep quiet, okay? <laughs> For you, those of you guys watching, there's a bird in my shoulder. We should get him a mic. I know. So that's to <laughs>
3: easily like caught up in like a cycle of doing just like doing 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 and it's like you become less effective when you don't give yourself space to Mm -hmm. process and to breathe and to sleep yeah you know so and it's something that i'm super guilty of like i get into these cycles of being over committed and over just just overstretch any things that I have to do very regularly mm-hmm. um, that it just ends up like I have to just take large chunks of time where I'm like <gasps> and now we're breathing you know <laughs> so yeah I'm hoping that as I get older I can learn to like actively pace myself well mm-hmm. so that I don't always have to like go from extreme to extreme
0: yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's really great so I'm just human so. uh, are you just, this is <laughs> superhuman um, <laughs> Superwoman what? Superhuman is it a song? A song. It, it, know, it could be that's, that's a song now Superhuman <laughs>
1: next track
0: okay so okay. I was trying to think earlier of the song um, I Believe I Can Fly and I called it by accident <laughs> you, you think you can fly so yeah I called it so you think you can fly I'm like that's not right <laughs> that doesn't sound right it's
3: like I believe I can fly and so you think you can dance like a hybrid <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right
0: which would be a great show to watch on TVs? People thinking like a fly jumping off buildings.
3: Oh my to god! <laughs> okay, Escalates into you can more fly. Of the territory really quickly.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so like when you're not songwriting, what do you do? What are you doing?
3: Um, as in like, in terms of like for work or just like in life?
0: For just for like fun.
3: <laughs> um that's a really good question because I feel like my life is really full right now Um, because when I'm not like songwriting or doing shows I'm working with kids and I love my job and then when I'm not doing that I'm teaching guitar lessons and then when I'm not doing that um, I'm taking a nap Mm. or um, hanging out with friends yes (laughs) like friends um, feed my soul I'm I'm someone that tends to isolate a lot and so like I've been very recently learning how to like actively I'm also an introvert, you know so mm-hmm. I can like be by myself for a very long time and love it mm-hmm. but like I'm actively learning how to just like hang out with people and just really enjoy that um, I love thrifting I love nice. walking past flower shops and just like smelling flowers. Um, i like going to parks I such like- an artist right really? <laughs> i love
0: just like walking past flowers <laughs> <laughs> too, when i see a leaf
3: <laughs> every time
0: <laughs> like, i smell you- of this kale honestly it's <laughs> amazing
3: okay no to the kale but yes to the leaves like i really i wish it weren't true but like i just love leaves and mm. i love vines and like really long vines like if i see them i get like my soul lights up mm. i like going to coffee shops mm. Just sitting and journaling.
0: Mm-hmm. I love vines too, especially if there's wine in it. Great, great, great vines. <my> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, is Vine the app still around? I thought the app was gone. Vine was it, is like, gone. Is that talking yeah. about Vine? Yeah. No. 2019, man. Win. Where have where, where you been in the last <laughs> Are we all on, on Snapchat now? Uh, no. what, what?
3: I deleted my Snapchat.
0: Snap what? Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> I'm off Snapchat too. Um, but I'm on Tinder now. So now, oh. <laughs> that's not true. That's not. Hey, that's not, there's nothing wrong with it. There is isn't, Hey man. Although I did hear of a great uh, of I, I I don't know if, I don't know if it's great or not. But Hinge. Have you, have you guys heard of this app called Hinge? They've
3: been like stalking me on Instagram. <laughs> like every two advertisements. is, yeah. Find the person you can be weird with. <laughs> Find the person you can go on adventures with. And I'm like, thanks, guys, but no thanks.
2: <laughs> Hinge. It sounds Hinge. like an opposite for it. It's a hinge. Yeah, it's like a, an obstacle.
0: Yeah, it it, it sounds hard. Yeah. Hinge it sounds aggressive. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for <laughs> <sitting laughs> <in.
2: laughs> our dating. Thanks for Tinder for sponsoring this, this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Tinder and Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. Squarespace is everywhere right now. Yeah, that's oh right. My gosh. D- do you need a website? So Zip, is
3: um so. that other thing web.
0: Oh, what's it, Weibo? Whoa. Is it that one? What's it called?
3: Oh, yeah. WebMD,
0: that's all I checked. WebMD.
3: <laughs> I don't know what it was, Ugh, man. But like,
0: they advertise a lot on YouTube. Yeah. Wix, Wix. Wix, that's Wix. Wix. Oh my God. <laughs> there's the like, cheesy music and things. Yeah. There's like this
3: one Wix guy that comes on repeatedly every time I go the on YouTube. Hair, and, yeah, guy, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, Wix is dope. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. But, no. So. Although, Squarespace,
2: yeah, Squarespace. <laughs> hey, Idris. Idris Alba, he's a Squarespace. Yeah. The boxing gloves, right? I saw that. that's <laughs> a great commercial. Oh. Ken Reeves. A Squarespace? Yeah. Oh, look at that. He yeah. sold his motorbike. He um, has a motorbike company. You know that? No. Anyway, he built that motorbike company because it's bored.
0: because <laughs> it's bored so, sold, sold it
2: through Squarespace.
0: Nice. Look at yeah. that, man. It's oh, Squarespace.
2: Yeah.
3: I like
0: Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. We're also with Squarespace, as you can tell. This <laughs> <So. laughs> is
2: actually not a joke. It's an, it's an ad. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, is, this is a real
0: ad we snuck yeah. in here. We're really good at these. Um, so what advice would you give to like, a, to like a talented driven musician who's like just beginning who's like oh like I got some songs and I want to perform them or I want to record them what, what would you tell them
3: um, I would say I mean in Vancouver at least definitely just like stalk open mics mm. Um, just because like as a musician in Vancouver if you don't have other musician friends like you're gonna die Um, mm. I mean like you you just need other people so that in moments where you're like this is hard they can like you can walk alongside them and like just kind of feed each other inspiration every now and then but also a lot of people who host like showcases and things like that where you can get more exposure they go to open mic nights or mm. perform at open mic nights or host open mic nights yeah um so like for me um a lot of the, my whole like music career thing happened because my friend Jaina from Coastal Church was like, yo, I'm going to sing at Cartem's donut shop. You want to, you want to come? And I was like, okay, I don't want to bring my guitar, but if you have yours, I can use it. Yeah. And so we went, um, I performed like literally the last person when everyone else was out. Um, and then I came back like a few weeks later and then that was that was it and then the woman who hosted the open mic she was like I'm like running this thing called the Anza Life Showcase I feel like you'd be a really good fit for that you should come and I'll give you like a 20 minute set at our next open mic because that is kind of like you have to like perform like a set as part of the way that you enter in and then so I was like I'm down and so I did that and then Performed the answer live showcase won that and then like there were a bunch of people from like cafes and stuff who reached out to me on instagram after that so it's like start off with the open mics and then it progresses um i would and then get local community um right now there's this thing called van city studio um that it they basically do like monthly artist meetups Mm. so it's like musicians coming together to like just in a room getting to know other songwriters and like you get to like play a song that you might be working on or whatever. Um, So I think that's really helpful and keep writing. Um, And then I would also just say like, don't try to write music that just sounds good Mm -hmm. or that sounds like something else someone else has written. Um, Write, figure out what you care about and craft your music around that because I think the world has enough musicians who are creating music that sounds good. Hmm. Um, And in order for you to break through, you have to be able to offer something that isn't there right now. Um, And it's probably going to be something that serves the space that you're in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: That's great advice. That's awesome. Uh, Can you tell us about, like, your biggest obstacle and how you overcame it regarding your music?
3: Um, Biggest obstacle? um <laughs> this podcast well this is very the thing hard. is that my biggest <laughs> obstacle right now i still haven't yet overcome mm-hmm. um and it's honestly being an international person in canada um it kind of limits the re- financial resources you can get mm-hmm. in order to do certain things so for example There are lots of musicians. If you're if you're an up and coming musician, like who's like a permanent resident or a citizen of Canada, you're like good because there's so many grants from like SOCan and from other spaces that can really help you um, invest in like doing doing your first EP and things like that. Um, But for me, I'm neither a citizen nor a permanent resident right now, and so a lot of the grants don't apply. And so I think for me, it's just been um my biggest challenge has been um stewarding my income well and knowing where to invest that especially when i want to um release an ep before the summer Mm. and things like that um and then also just i think an obstacle for me has just been my own perfectionism Mm. um and so it's like sometimes it's hard to move because i don't want to move unless i know it's going to be perfect but in music, it's like you have to just move. You just have to move and you have to learn and pivot and grow because, like, resources are going to come as they come. Mm. Um, and if you wait too long, the resources that you have now might go, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's still something good. that I'm kind of still learning, I guess.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you also, like, speak to that, Noah? Because, you know, you're from the Philippines and I can um, I guess
2: in certain, I think it's quite a different um, industry, but in the same time, I think I do agree with that um, in, in maybe different ways. I know like some photographers that I know that became I'm not sure if this is true, but I heard became Canadian, for example, get a grant after uh, mm-hmm. that, that they were able to buy equipment for it. I, like, I'm i PR right now, but I still haven't applied for citizenship. Um, I haven't got the grant yet. One thing that I'm jealous, though, with people that at least are born here, is the access that they have, that because I'm not, I'm only been in Vancouver for six years. Yeah, the me access, too. Yeah, of the like the people that they know, they mm-hmm. grew up here, so mm-hmm. their family friends. Yes. Um. Even let's just say location wise, or having uh, a house with their family, mm-hmm. I don't have access to that. Yes. And because of that, it limits me in a lot of ways, like not just in financial, um, but also like in location wise. I would say, um, in connections, like I had to build all my connection ground up, um, but in a certain way um it became my strength as well because I was forced to to go out there. I was um I was telling this to my um to David a few years ago that I was uh, um originally I was um what's the word for it? I'm ESL so I just forget things. Um it? an introvert. Originally mm. I was an introvert. But I when I moved to Vancouver I need to learn how to how how to set that aside. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so in a way I see I see my situation as a strength now because I was able to overcome it. But there's definitely a lot of um, hindrance before you do that, right? So yeah. you can get over that. And I feel like it's going to be a constant battle. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I. it's definitely like a very slow, like learning how to like meet new people mm-hmm. and um, get access to different resources and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that with time... I'll just kind of learn more, Mm -hmm. and also like just build enough connections that I can do the things that I wanna do. Mm -hmm. Um, My advice for
2: that is not that I'm any better. Mm -hmm. Um, I do this thing every Wednesday where I try to meet two to three new people every Wednesday. Mm. Uh, And the reason for that, we don't talk anything about business. We just just meet up. Um, Most likely would land to some sort of a friendship or a working relationship. But that's not the intention, of the goal at all. It's just meet up somebody that I have met before, uh, and people would ask me, "So how do you find the next people to meet?" It just organically happened from the last meetup that you had. Um, there are weeks that I didn't do it, but me, just meeting a lot of people, I I told I always say a bit uh, about this that as a photographer, I don't really get hired. Well, not I, the the primary reason when I get why I get hired is not because of my work; it's because of my personality,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and. My client wouldn't know that if I didn't have a chance to meet with him over coffee, over drinks, right? So um, as a creative, it's very inf- important to go out. Um, if there's anything I'm jealous with, with, um, with musicians, because you guys have a community. Photographers don't really have a community. We're very isolated. We tend to do things our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hoping to change that in the next few years. But as of right now, we, we don't. So, um, And again, going back to not being... Um, not not being born and raised in in Canada. There's definitely challenges in it, but yeah, like I, there's nothing you can do about it. So take, uh, take it and look and look at the, the beauty of that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I like what you said about just like moving, you know, like not waiting for, for it to, uh, to, to be perfect. Like currently, like, um, I'm working on a fashion collection and like, like for for me i I, like i give myself deadlines because if i don't i'll have new ideas that i want to add to it right but like that will never stop for me like so like at some point you need to like hand it in and i feel like that's kind of like what holds people back it's like oh no it has to be perfect others people won't like it but really people will like it because it's a good idea it's just your own paranoia being like no it's not good enough yet
3: yeah yeah and like even like I've been telling people that I wanted to release an EP like since December Mm -hmm. and between December and now one of my biggest like hindrances were literally like I didn't know which five songs Mm -hmm. you know like I just couldn't pick Mm -hmm. and because it's like every week you have a new favorite that you want to and I think like that that like level of perfectionism and just like holding on to things a little too tightly can really keep you back from moving forward because you're just stuck. You're like, I want to go forward but but maybe not, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, just like allowing yourself to let go of certain things is really important too.
0: What qualities do you think make a great musician?
3: I think the first thing would just be like really good artists have soul, like have some level of depth. Mm -hmm. Um, If you, yeah, if you don't like work on your inner space Mm. um and like figure out who you are figure out what you care about you're not really going to move anyone Mm. um so i think that for sure um i think really good artists are people who like value diversity um like value like diverse sounds um diverse people i think that good artists um are also able to step out of their own minds and their own experience and capture the experience of other people and be willing to share that without being a narcissist you know like Mm. sometimes like you really just can't keep just being all about you because that's not gonna really affect anything and Mm. it's just like not fun to be around yeah um and then i think finally like a good artist is someone who can also just work on their craft and just allow themselves to be excellent in that too because you might have everything else but if you're not like if you don't work on the craft side mm. of it like it's not yeah. really it's maybe, not going to be helpful maybe so. the
2: nicest person around but yeah yeah yeah.
3: yeah. so yeah and I think musically too like just keep things interesting I would say like if you know four chords like learn a fifth you know and just like just keep being willing to like surprise people with your sound and add new elements and that requires like learning and being curious about sound too, right? So,
2: if you know two chords, just the one. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with one. Um,
0: that's so great, Can I could keep on talking forever. Like, you know, I th- I feel like like I always love our uh, our uh, our talks, and I feel like it's so deep and such a, a well of uh wisdom. No, nah, I don't know. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, for that. sure. Hey, um, are there any projects you want to like promote or? Where do people find you?
3: Um, yeah. Okay. So people can find me at Candice Coker Music on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then they can find me at com. That's my website. Um, right now, I don't have any projects working on, but I do really want to do that EP. So if you would like to support that, you can do that on my website itself. Um, and then just come to my next show, May 2nd at The Railway. So. Mm. Awesome.
0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Bye.
3: (laughs) Bye.